you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. And welcome to episode 61 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is David. And I'm Jordan. And on today's show, we have Sleeping Dogfish. Say hey. Hey, how's it going, guys? So good to be here. Awesome. We're glad to have you here. So everybody out there, make sure that you're checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Get involved with us here at InOrbit by sending us questions to inorbitpodcasts at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Destiny 2. The story has been revealed. We're also going to be talking about our experiences with Age of Triumph so far. But before we get into any of that... We have a special guest today, Mr. Sleeping Dogfish. So everybody can get a, a, an idea of who you are, what you do, what you're like, what's your life like. Why don't you go ahead and talk about what got you into Destiny and what is your gaming experience like? Well, uh, I've been playing Destiny actually since the beta. Uh, I picked it up right off the bat. And actually, I, I knew about Destiny since, well, since there were teasers about it in uh, that Halo. What was it? With uh, uh, ODST, yeah, there was a little preview in there, the poster, and uh, whenever uh, people noticed that, they were like, oh no, what is this Destiny stuff? And I remember digging through all these old Bungie games, looking for hints about Destiny when that was coming out, and um, I've just, I've always been a Halo fan, so Destiny kind of felt like the next step after Bungie left uh, with Halo, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I that's Bungie's uh, Destiny is kind of what's got me got me started streaming got me interested in doing this sort of stuff and uh so that's mainly what i stream i stream on twitch and uh occasionally on youtube or facebook as well so when did you start streaming um well i've actually been streaming for about uh, a year now however most of the time i was just kind of off and on so i pretty much started streaming regularly and consistently uh, at the beginning of january and mm-hmm. so now I've been doing it. I usually get about five times a week, although the last couple of weeks have been pretty busy for me, so we haven't gotten quite that much. But I generally aim for five days a week. We get some plenty of Destiny in, uh, some Stardew Valley, and whatever else. <laughs> if I need something chill going on, if a Crucible in Destiny makes me too salty, I'll jump over to Stardew. <laughs> See, I, I still haven't picked up Stardews. I'm thinking about picking that up that up if, for switch when it comes up if you need something to just relax and chill out stardew valley is like the most perfect solution now this is going to be a very weird question so i apologize <laughs> ahead of time that's fine 
because the Switch is the ultimate poop machine. Let's be honest. <laughs> How do you see playing Stardew Valley on the Switch while you're sitting on the toilet? Um, you know, I think that that would be an excellent idea. You know, if you ever need to just feel like completely relaxed, that just seems oh like God. the best situation right there. <laughs> He's gonna, start a, he's gonna start start a new stream called Between yeah. the Cheeks. We <laughs> have a ton of news to talk about this week, and this is what we're discussing on in this order is, podcast. This is, the, this is what happens is when Jorge's the Jorge leads the conversation. Okay, this is I, I love to lead the conversation like this. No, oh, but man. going back to Destiny, what's your big thing? Is it PVE, PvP? What's what's your niche? Um, I kind of tend to lean more towards PvP. Though I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like a super strong player in PvP. I just really enjoy it for whatever reason. So I, I constantly am going back to PvP, especially I think ever since after House of Wolves and there was that kind of long lull with not a whole lot going on. Um, that was what really got me started on PvP and then got me started just kind of running a lot of that and... Uh, so that's kind of where I focus most of my time, but I do enjoy PVE elements as well, plenty of the time. So do you do trials, or is it more 6v6? I uh, do most of, mo mostly the 6v6 stuff. I kind of just play pretty casual. My whole goal with streaming, just in general, uh, is to be as salt-free as possible. Just to mm -hmm. be as chill as I can, enjoy it, have fun, and... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I do run trials whenever I can. However, I have noticed it's sometimes hard to find other people to play with who are salt free. <laughs> and uh, so I, I try and, you know, whenever I do play with people in trials, I try and like make it pretty mellow and pretty fun. And I don't take trials very seriously, to be honest, when I do. But I really do enjoy it, honestly. Yeah, and I know me and David, uh, we have to do some trials because we want to get that part of the book. Yes, so we do. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God we don't have to worry about flawless. We can just worry about wrecking everybody else and getting those <laughs> things filled out. Speaking of trials, how about that short, Harley? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, Looking available on. I forget which, what thing I have. I, I have the coupon somewhere. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's the <laughs> Trials of Osiris Eye with the teardrop and the one red dot at the bottom. <laughs> I have experienced that. I unfortunately have too. That made me a very salty individual. There was no, <laughs> there was no sodium free version of what happened. Right there. It was just pure evil. Yeah. <laughs> pure evil. Well, I'm glad to have you on the show, um, but let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about destiny too. In fact, we'll go ahead and start with our guest. Um, what did you think of the story reveal? Um, you know, I think it's, it's, I was talking with T-Bot earlier and it's a lot of kind of what we expected to see. You know, we knew from the toys before that there was going to be some cabal stuff going on and probably they were going to be attacking the tower. Some of the pre-launch artwork that we saw showed a lot of flaming things, flaming guardians. So we kind of had, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of had an idea that something was going to go down and, uh, you know, it just kind of fits the story, too. Like, we've had a lot of successes going into the end of Destiny 1. And uh, just, you know, even uh, even like Star Wars and other things like that, 
this is Empire Strikes Back sort of a thing, or this is uh, the Two Towers. This is when the villains start taking over and showing, hey, we can actually do some serious stuff against you guys, and you haven't seen anything yet, and that sort of stuff. So it's a lot you of know, what we expected, I think, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's good, and it's it's going to be fun. Um, there's, yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of little details to dig out in those trailers, uh, which have been really fun to kind of hunt for. True that. Kind of. Yeah, kind of jumping into what you said. I mean, we've already had our version of the Death Star with the Dreadnought and the Cabal were there. They got wiped out on the Dreadnought. So now they want revenge for what we did. So, oops. (laughs) My bad. Speaking of the Cabal, I think we we did find out with this trailer, they are lizard people, guys. When they take their armor off, they are lizard people. Well, they actually See? already showed images of those, uh, the Cabal. Um, they look on like the turtles, one big actually. They look more like yeah, turtles to me. The, the original uh, concept art, right? That's what you're talking about? No, so here's the thing. Oh, my God. No, so the Cabal, when everybody thinks of, okay, if we're doing, if we're talking about the Fallen, they're the Elixni, they're all humanoid, alien-looking things. If you're thinking of Hive, they're skeletal zombie-like creatures. But Cabal, you can't really do that. Cabal are very, very much like the Roman Empire. They take from the entire empire. The Scions are not the same group of people as, say, your legionary. They're completely separate races. They're, they were conquered by the original Cabal, the, the rhinoceros guys, who were originally supposed to be, I forget Turtles. what was the... Were they supposed to be turtles? Oh. <laughs> Whatever they were supposed to be. I just think it's funny it, to think of them as turtles, but go on. Yeah, so uh, back on Fireteam Chat, episode 100, they had an image of a cabal without the armor, and it looked really weird and kind of nasty and pornographic, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, no, but it, uh, it, it showed them. What? Did you just it, say you find turtles pornographic? <laughs> That's yeah, image. I, I sort of want to back up to that there. for a second, but we probably shouldn't. So let's move on. I mean, I, I think I, I, there was a picture of the legionary where he was like rubbing his nipple. He was like, what's up, baby? And, you know, I don't like, remember oh seeing God. these images. I don't remember this. I think this is you want some 50 glimmer right now? You want some 50 glimmer? With like, okay. What's up? So anyway, we had awesome trailers your glimmer. with the balls yeah. and explosions yes. and Cade. And Cade is our hero, man. Yo, Cade is yeah. amazing. Wait, no, what was the um, word he used? He was, was it amazing? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> magnificent. And he was his magnificent. Name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to, I'm going to, that's not going to die like ever with me. No. It's going to be Every... all about getting Gary for the next four years or whatever. You, you all know that as us. soon as we hop into that raid, we're all going to be like, it's Gary. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then Gary destroys you in five seconds. You're like, I <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you no, fought I, your I, one Ballast Tawarik was hard. Wait till you see Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Gary. Well, here, here's my theory on what the Cabal or the boss is going to be like. I think that he's going to siphon power from the traveler and he's just going to be an insanely powerful beast and it's just i'm so excited because it feels like we're going up against the entire persian army with when it comes to the cabal and and i'm really excited to encounter all these different things that the cabal have encountered uh have conquered 
You were, we already seen the scions. We've already seen these little lizard things that Cade was shooting at and throwing off. That excited me because I'm seeing a brand new enemy. It's not a reskin. That is exciting, and and that's what I want to see. I'm. Last week I, I seemed salty, and I hope I didn't mean to, but I, I was kind of disappointed that w- that we're still on Earth. But given the descriptions that were on the GameStop stuff, where they're talking about going to different planets and in- encountering this large, it was different source. planets too. They yes. didn't say the yeah. same. Different. So we're gonna we yes. should see new planets now. Maybe we should. Maybe from other solar systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just excited to be going out and, and doing something new, fighting new enemies. Because don't get me wrong, the, I find the Cabal very, very fascinating. And we haven't done too much with the Cabal outside of Vanilla and Taken King. But there was, we always knew that there was always a little bit more. That there's just, you know, more encounters that we could have had. Right, and that's what excites me. That's what really, really thrills me for this new new version of Destiny coming out. It almost feels like, and correct me if I don't, I've never played any of the Mass Effects, but based on what I've read of Mass Effect Andromeda, it feels like what they're trying to do here is kind of what Andromeda couldn't do. Maybe I've never played it. I've, have you at least read any of the stuff where they're nope. talking about going to different <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I've played it, but um, I started playing and then, you know, the Destiny update was last week, so I haven't really gotten very far. <laughs> so I, I honestly, yeah, I can't even say what they were trying that to do with before. it. Yeah, yeah right. Right. I started playing All this awesome game, man. Destiny. Then yeah, Destiny. Dude. <laughs> no, so, so while we're still in the Destiny 2 topic and fine-picking details, there is a part in a trail in the trailer where um, it looks to be a Guardian's ship firing on a Cabal ship. Just saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if that's right saying Gary. that we're, we're going to get some space battling type stuff, like, that's pretty hype. Yeah. That I would. That's one of the things I mentioned a while ago that I was hoping we'd see. So hopefully that's a little tidbit, like the tiny little tidbit that shows what's to come. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, that would. That would. No, you're fine. You're fine. That would totally excite me because. Uh, I mean, I used to play the Rogue Squadron games back in the day. Yes. I thought those were so (laughs) much fun. So, like, if we could get Rogue Squadron mixed in with Destiny. Star Fox. I mean, like. That'd be pretty high. Star Fox, yeah. That's just, (laughs) that would sell me so well. I would, yeah. And it could add another dynamic to the game. Like, we're always, like, more content, more content. Well, if you add another another area, essentially, where we're playing, space, fighting in ships, that just kind of adds to the game as a whole. Definitely. I mean, I, I think one of my favorite games of all time, I've already talked about Super Metroid off and on on the show multiple times, but one of my favorite games of all time was the first Rogue Squadron on GameCube. Just the feeling of going through the, the, the Battle of Endor, going into the Death Star, you know, in ca- fighting these capital ships, the, the, the Star Destroyers, like that was all very, very fun to me. And, and if they could even pull off anything remotely close to that, like I'd love like some sort of space encounter. Oh my God. Just, I'm just picturing using, I mean, obviously we're not going to be able to, but the vault of glass ship, you know, firing all these missiles yeah, on, on a cabal <laughs> capital ship. Like that would just be very, very fun. Very, very cool. And I think it would be possible given what the engine is. I mean, six, one thing I'm going to mention about the, about the game that we already know they already said it's going to require 68 gigabytes of data on or storage, I should say, 
on your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One, and your PC. Yeah, dude. So the original one was 18, almost 19 gigabytes. We'll We'll say 20 gigabytes to be safe. Not even just the original, dude. What we have right now is only 54. Right. So, So, but let's just focus on the original one. Just the original one was almost 20 gigabytes. The new game is is 70 gigabytes. The 50 gigabyte difference right there. Not all of that is going to be terrain. And I'm sure the terrain is going to look great, but not all of that is going to be terrain. Like there oh, has God. to be something more, something that, that requires damage that, for example, the, the drop ships that we got in the first game where the, the fallen come from the drop ships. Those are originally supposed to have damage indicators where you could blow up a, a part of the, the side, causing it to fall. And obviously because of memory constraints with PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, they couldn't do that. Just imagine them actually putting that in the game, not only on terrain where you could blow up a, a dropship, but in the, in space you're fighting these dropships that you would normally you know run away from because they would just destroy you as a regular you know guardian. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty it, cool. It would be awesome. It would Indeed. be. I'm expecting I'm, a much richer, much, much larger launch experience for Destiny 2 than we had in Destiny 1 because of that. Uh, just the sheer size difference in the the initial download. I'm, I think it's gonna be there's gonna be a ton to do at launch. A ton. With story, story, hopefully, like a long extended story. Even if even if a couple of the like space battles we're talking about are just a story mission is a space battle. Like imagine yeah. if. At the start of Taking King, it hadn't been a cutscene. We'd been in that space battle. Right. That's kind of what I was hoping for when I first saw the <laughs> Taken King trailers. I was like, oh my goodness, are they going to let us be fighting in space? And then there wasn't. Right. Yeah. And it could add a dynamic to collecting ships. You get different weapons on different ships or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited shaders. for all the puzzles. Oh my <laughs> God, no. <laughs> That'd be the last. set of collectibles, ship shaders, ship weapons. Oh my god! Ship vault. Get get the Tie Fighter, you know, laser put on the front of your ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at five hundred, <laughs> yeah, five dollars from from Eververse. Oh no! Right. Don't do it! Don't say it! Oh ship god! Ship spinners. Yes. Ship spinners. Oh my god! <laughs> and we're moving on. So I have to ask, what version of Destiny Two did you guys pre-order? Oh, yeah! I'm going I, there. Oh God! Oh, fine. I'll do it. I ordered. I pre-ordered the collector's edition because <laughs> I'm a whore. <laughs> oh, nice, kids. you got the Thumbs bubble up. already. You spent a lot of money. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I had to, man. I saw uh, the bag looks cool, and it's just like it's got a lot it of cool stuff. I'm so blanket. sucked into this game. The amount of money. That it costs like that. The, excuse me. The amount of time that you put into Destiny is just like huge, like a ton of times. Like, yeah, it was expensive, but you know what? When you spread that out over the amount of time that I'll most likely spend playing this damn game, I mean that's cheap. So it's still cheap. So oh yeah, yeah. I bought the collector's edition, and I'm not sorry I, for it. I I won't pre. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I will not pre-order games. I pre-ordered Division, and I learned my lesson hard. Sorry, Division. I had fun <laughs> playing you a little bit, but man, I will not pre-order games anymore. But I've just—it's Destiny. This is my game, and I—I I did it. So, Jorge, calling you out. What'd you do? What did you buy? Huh? Hmm, what'd you do? Oh my God. Let's see. What did Jorge buy? Let's see. Hmm. 
Spit it out, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I paid for the entire two fifty up front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to. Well, first off, damn straight you had you guys, to. Well, I, a couple weeks ago, I sold my my Wii U and all the games and accessories, and I had enough money from all the games and accessories from the Wii U plus the system. I don't know how I did this. I got the PS4 Pro, enough money for <laughs> Destiny 2, the collector's edition. Jesus. And there was some sort of candy that I saw there. I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> that sounds like you had a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. You were dirty, dirty doll. I actually didn't. I had, I had Mario Kart, uh, the new Mario World, or Mario World Wii U, whatever it's called. I forget what else I had. I had a whole bunch of accessories. A couple of them were were kind of rare, the the pro controllers and stuff. So right. your yeah. accessories, if you do store credit with accessories, oh my god, you can get some bank back at GameStop. Yeah, you can do insert And it was also right before Zelda. So they did the a trick where I pre ordered Zelda. So they gave me thirty percent extra for the Nintendo stuff. <laughs> Oh, dang. <laughs> so I was like, click. Yeah, like, yeah. here you go. So Shut up and take my money. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm the proud owner of a Switch with the Pro Controller. In. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I was going to get the, the original Destiny Collector's Edition, and then I was like, I don't know, because I'm not used to Bungie not doing Halo. So I was a little bit skeptical even after playing the beta. So I didn't, I only got the digital version and this one, I was like, I've already put enough hours. Here's the two fifty up front. <laughs> yeah. Or two fifty in credit, I should say. So I, yeah, I actually got, I, we don't get the, the fancy uh, background on the PlayStation though. Cause we don't have it digitally. That's the one thing you don't get. With Not the yet. Edition. Not yet. Oh yeah. You'll have Not to yet. buy it in a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Next, one of you sleeping. What'd you get? <laughs> All right. Well, I ended up actually buying the digital collector's edition. I don't know why, but I like every every time I buy the physical collector's stuff or even the physical games, I just end up having all this stuff laying around and I'm like, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know, like some of it, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then most of the time I just feel, I don't know, I don't ever end up doing anything with it. I my desk is like a wreck as it is. And so I know if I you could do a stream, you could do it, a stream giveaway. That's true. I did think about that. I mean, give away like all your toys. My little sparrow here. Oh, nice. My wooden sparrow. I'll have one soon too. But, ah, nice. They're fun. It's fun to build. It does take a little bit of patience. Yeah, I keep I saying I'm going to build that today or tomorrow, and then two years later, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I I do like all the little digital goodies. That is like what sells me in these games for whatever reason. Like, I don't know, whatever shaders and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to have that. So I I always do. I always end up doing the digital collectors. But uh, and then the other advantage with digital for me is uh, my wife plays as well. And so uh, with the two Xboxes, we can actually play on both systems with one copy if I buy digital. So that's what I usually go for. Yep. At least, at least this time we don't have to pre-order Call of Duty to get a shader. Thank right. God. Um, 
what? <laughs> oh, that today's random commentary from David Schnoes has been sponsored by the letter B for boo. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, I see how it is. No, so uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm really excited. Wait, wait, to wait, see... wait, wait. What did David buy? We don't know yet. I David. so so. Here's the thing. I went to GameStop to get uh-huh. the collector's edition, right? But but. When I got there, I asked if I could get, if there's a way to get the collectors with a digital copy because I like digital games better. And I said, no. So it was at that moment that I decided that I have a lot of junk and I would rather have the stuff on my PlayStation than the collectors. So I went with the digital deluxe. I got the awesome theme for my PlayStation because it Great. looks sick, has awesome music. And I got, you know, everything I need. I figured I didn't need the stuff, especially because... When it comes to little action figures, I already have over 100 pops, and I'm totally going to buy the Destiny pops when they come out. So I'm set on the action figure side of things. So wait, can you already um, activate the background and all that, the theme? Yeah, I have the theme. Theme's on my PlayStation already. I have it. Okay. Uh, I can you listen did to the music. PSN? Yeah, I did it off PSN. I ended up going home and doing it off PSN. So got the theme. It's got the cool Destiny 2 music. I'll get nice. all the same stuff, just not the physical stuff. And yeah, I can and start also, downloading in 157 days. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, nice. you can download like a little early if with the digital. That is an advantage. Right. That, that's part just, of why I did it. Because yeah, I, I know I'm going to be playing at midnight. So I can preload the game, 70 gigabyte game. I can yeah. preload the game <laughs> and uh, I'll be able to play it right at midnight drop. Yeah, the collector's editions are limited, but the digital stuff, that's just basically unlimited. So. Yeah, that's unlimited. Well, that was yeah. the other thing is it, it, it was like, I could have gotten the collectors, but I saved $150 by not getting the collectors. Yeah, true. All right. Well, now I don't feel so bad, so that's good. No, right. yeah, either way, it doesn't matter. It was just It's just an interesting topic as far as, you know, yeah. it's, it just got announced. I mean, I'm like sitting there at, I'm at work and I'm sitting there. I'll take my late lunch so I can watch the reveal and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, it's it's sort of short. I watch it like ten times. I'm like, well, now what? And then I see, I start seeing Twitter blow up, like with all of the the pre order links. I'm like, oh, look at this. Oh, hmm. <laughs> might as well go. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. grab my keys. I'm like, well, that's the, the, the one thing I car. will say. I'll be back, guys. The one yeah. thing I will say is, I I was I fully willing to commit to the collector's edition and pay for it. But when I found out it was just like a tote bag that you get, I was like, eh. If they had done like a, a golden ghost or something like a ghost statue again, I would have gone for it. But because I don't need a laptop bag, I was like, eh, I'll take I'll take the theme. Jumping on that a little bit. Have you noticed that every single image of Destiny 2 has not featured the ghost at all? Yes. Yes. Yep. And with regards to that, <laughs> there is the thing where we think we don't know for sure. We think our light is gone for now, like our light from the Traveler. Um, so that could mean no ghost, which could mean our guy could actually have a voice, which would be awesome. Uh, but it could just be the fact that in most promotional stuff they've done in the past for anything, it really hasn't featured ghosts. Yeah. Mm, there hasn't not, only a couple not. scenes have had ghosts in the previous stuff. There was the one scene where you, you're flying in that you're in your jump ship and the ghost is with you. Um, but a lot of the action scenes and a lot of scenes don't show ghosts and a lot of the scenes that they've shown so far there's really no reason for a ghost to be out um 
So it, it, I, it's not for sure in my mind. I'm not I'm I'm not settled on there being no ghosts yet. But the fact that they mention and where there's a good chance that the traveler um, is either turned or being used against us, possibly, or the enemy has come and drained the traveler's power or con- disconnected us from it somehow. I think a lot right. of that indicates there could be no ghosts and we're not we don't have the same power as we had because he mentioned we have to go out and basically find new you know, weapons and power and powers. Yeah, so there's something I'm gonna... different. I'm going to do some quick research real quick as we, we continue talking. I'm going to see if I can find out if Nolan North is credited on anything Destiny 2 so far. Because that would be I, a pretty good hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have heard that he is uh, set to reprise his role as the ghost. However, even then, it could be, you know, he's just in an opening cutscene getting killed or something. It could be flashbacks. Or, or flashbacks, something like that, yeah. Um, there's a lot of different possibilities. And just because he's going to be voice acting in there doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have our ghosts with us either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my theory is this, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of vanilla destiny. Like the very first mission that we do on earth outside of the revival mission where we go back and we get our jump ship, the, um, the drive for the jump ship so that we can go to the moon and whatever. I think we're going to get a ship to be able to jump out and go to where Ephrodite is. Because a lot of the lore involving effort involves um, mastering the light for a bill or to, to be able to use the light in methods beyond fighting and surviving out there without weapons. Like that's her big thing is nonviolent uses of, of light. So I think if anything, effort is going to be a big part of the story. And I don't think we're going to see... I. This is just my theory. I don't think we're going to see the stranger until the first expansion. Um, I and agree. I actually want to jump. I want to jump a little bit on that later on. But there's two expansions that are going to come out. The first one is the expansion involving what looks like Osiris, and the second one what looks like involving Rasputin. And the reason I kind of want to jump into that is we're already covered. You, me, Dogfish, and and. We're all covered with regard to expansions, but there are going to be people out there just like in year one who did not get the digital collector's edition or the digital version or the special edition. The reason I bring that up is in year one, we saw this very heavy fragmentation. We had vanilla and then once, uh, what is it? Uh, Dark Below came out. There was fragmentation there. Taking uh, House of Wolves, getting House of Wolves. Yes, thank you. <laughs> House of Wolves comes in even more fragmentation there, and they sold each expansion separately. And those happened pretty fast too. Yeah, now yeah, the, they did. The one thing I do see is that they're not selling the expansions separately. You have to buy the expansions together in one group. But my concern is, and I'll pass it to you guys. Do you feel that there's going to be this heavy fragmentation? Like there was in year one. Um, I think it depends on how they do it. So like what, what happened in the previous times was it was like the light level would go up and everybody who didn't have the expansions would lose, lose access to things like iron banner and whatever the in-game activities were at the time. If you didn't have as well as you couldn't play trials and stuff like that. And we saw that again at taking King and then again at rise of iron. So I think if they have a way to do it 
where you don't have to have the expansion to be able to do that type of in-game content, like the PvP stuff or like um, raids and stuff. Unless, it, I mean, obviously, if there's a new raid, you won't be able to do it. But that type of stuff, then uh, I won't. I don't think we'll see fragmentation. But if they do it the same way, then yeah, we'll definitely see it. And it could cause some of the community to fall out, drop away from the game like it has in the past. If the um, the current, like the, the main game, isn't a huge enough reason for people to buy the expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, that's pretty much exactly my thoughts, honestly, is, you know, as long as they make it to where, especially the PvP side of things, I think, um, I mean, maybe that's just me being kind of more leaning towards PvP, but having it to where, you know, a good chunk of the community can't even play the same playlists as you. That's like a big, that cuts down to how many people you can play with. And that messes with your matchmaking and stuff. And then, um, you know, if you have friends that are doing the older stuff, like, do you even want to play the old stuff? Because maybe the old stuff doesn't give you as good a rewards. Um, so I would think, yeah, if, especially in the PVP and again, maybe that's just my side of things, but if there's, uh, that kind of fragmentation again, then, uh, or if there's that kind of a situation again, it's definitely going to cause fragmentation. Yeah. I mean, I'm just really concerned about that because we saw it in year one. It was very, very heavy. It was all over the place. And it was, I mean, I don't want to say it was unfair because you knew from the beginning this was going to be happening. And it, I just, it's weird to me that with a game like this, that rather than just making it say yes, I know it's not going to be a popular decision, but like a seventy or eighty dollar game. That way, everybody's on the same level for that year. You you, you did the buy the base game, buy the expansions, and we already know that when it comes to expansions, they're usually usually changing everything with regards to the game. We don't know how it's going to be for Destiny Two. We know that everything with Destiny Two. It's going to be a different thing. There might not be nightfalls. There might not be strikes as we know it. There might not be even raids as we know it. It might be a completely different experience. Now, it's almost safe to say that there will be raids, but we don't know anything of how the post-game is going to work for Destiny 2. That's going to be much later down the line. Nothing that we're going to be able to talk about in real good detail here, but it's always important to bring up these things of what will affect the community later down the line so I'm, I'm i'm hoping that the vast majority of people if you're really into destiny are picking up a version that does have the expansion so that you don't run into the situation in year one where in comes the osiris expansion and you don't have access to it at all yeah and that's more of a message to people that may be just getting into the game for mm-hmm. year three, the end of Destiny 1. I mean, everyone that's played since year one that's still playing now, I mean, you're getting all of it. I mean, just don't don't fool <laughs> yourself, man. I'm not trying to spend your money for you, but, you know, if you're still loving the game, just when you pre-order or whatever, or if you pre-order, whenever you purchase Destiny 2, just save up and just get it all because... You know, chances are you're going to be playing it also. You know, just uh, just do it now and, you know, probably save you a couple bucks if you do it bundled anyway. But for new players that consider that P- 
people that are thinking about coming in now that don't have the game, maybe coming in for the very, very end of Destiny 1 to try it out and then roll into Destiny 2. If you're going to pre-order it or when you do buy it, you know, consider that. It does, like, and other games do this too. It does fracture. It does sort of level gate when these expansions come out. So, and uh, I expect Destiny 2 will be like that, just like you guys said. And, um, you know, um, but like Jorge said, I consider the fact that Destiny 2 is going to be different. So who knows how the dynamics will work out with those expansions. Right. And I think there is there is a driving force in the fact that they've been working on these expansions over the past few years. And both these expansions, we assume, are based off storylines that are super interesting and could have a lot of content involved with them. So uh, it, it would be hopefully right. But like Osiris storyline and the Rasputin storyline, if that's what they are, are two of the best storylines in destiny right now. So they could lead to great expansions. Yeah. And it, it would be good to get those expansions if you're into the destiny world and whatever else I was going to say, just slipped my mind. So you guys go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I'm let's, let's actually kind of speculate on this. Obviously, from here, to when we finish this discussion, this is all speculation, not guaranteed information, folks. So I just want to emphasize this. This is no hidden information given to us by Bungie. This is just our thoughts. Let's talk about what we think the Osiris expansion is going to touch on, because my theory is that that's when we start seeing, seeing the, the, the stranger. Down with the speaker! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a very knowing that the city has been like destroyed. My theory is that they that the old storyline that they had is with regards to the speaker being the bad guy and the traveler being you know whatever he is. Something happened to the speaker, and I think that he's either going to die or he's going to like reveal his true intentions or whatever the situation is. And that's where Osiris comes into play, knowing that the speaker has either revealed his true intentions or has died or whatever. That's where Osiris comes in as like, this is what I've been studying using time. We already know that this, that the the stranger travels through time. That has already been confirmed. So it it'll be interesting to see what that comes comes from that because I think that that's going to start pushing forward this, the narrative of the, the traveler the speaker everything with regards to that what is going on there and then with regards to rasputin that's the other big part that those are the two biggest things from the original destiny storyline that we have absolutely no idea of and they never really went back and closed up what's going on there i mean there's another big thing going on with eris morn and the queen but i think those two things are kind of like We've touched on those, and it's going to be resolved later on. So those are in a good spot. But original vanilla stuff, just like it was like, here's a traveler. We don't know what you are. Here's Rasputin. <laughs> we don't know what you are. Now they kind of have been touching on Rasputin with the Siva stuff, and that was really cool when basically Rasputin was defending Siva from being touched by the Iron Lord. So there is a little bit more storyline there, but. We don't know what Rasputin is, why he decided to go completely 180. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see He's what goes no on there. He's no longer just a war man. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been that for a very long time. 
Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome storyline with Osiris because time travel can come into play there. We all assume the speaker is going to be bad at that point. Um, that, I mean, there there could be a cool way if the Destiny hasn't done this before, but other games have. There could be a an essentially story arc with that expansion where you either choose to take the speaker side or Osiris's side, which would be pretty awesome. It throw a little twist into the way Destiny works. Um, the one thing that slipped my mind that uh, I just remembered and I was going to ask you guys was. Do you think that we are going to get live team events going on at the same time as we have these expansions coming out? And that will be what Activision was referring to a couple of months ago on the earning call where they said they're going to have constant releases going with Destiny 2. That's my theory. Yeah, I mean, same. I, I, I would think agree. Yeah, I, I think it's almost a lock that the live team, what, what I can see them doing is to space out content you have the main game coming out in September, a live team event in November, December. The next expansion coming out, say, January or February. And then another live team event in, in March or April. And then May and June, the expansion leading up to the next big comet size expansion in the fall. Right. Which would be awesome. And, and, I think with regards, you, you touched on the Eris Morin story that's being left open for a second. I don't think we'll see that again until we see another full Hive expansion. That being yeah, said, would, she's I in would the think tower. So too. Yeah, she's in the tower, but she hasn't been shown. I don't believe, but was she? I, I That's one person that I did not see. Because uh, back to the, not to try to reverse too much, but the Destiny 2, the full, quote unquote, full release trailer. Going, trying to go frame by frame and see what I can see. I don't believe I saw Eris Morn. I no, think, I mean, aren't the only people you really see, though? You see you Zavala, see Sh- Cade, and... Uh, Ikor Ray. You see Ikor Shax. Ray. Do you, you see Shax? You see Shax and Zer are there. Zer is there? Really? Zer, yeah, most people... All right, I gotta go watch this trailer more okay, carefully watch, then. Yeah, watch early on. Go, <laughs> I haven't seen Zer either, hit that so... Bu- hit, hit that pause button and play button fast, and... I think Zer, at some point, you see Shax off. He'll, you'll see Shax sort of in the background there. Um, nah, you see, that that wasn't Zer. That, that was my pubes. That's why it looked all curly. And, no. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, there. then. Bam! Guess so, we're gonna have to, guess but we're gonna there have are a bunch out. of people from the tower that we've missed out, essentially. Yeah, and and he's, I'm pretty there. sure. And I, 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 it's really hard to see because he, he's out of focus. But I think to the right, it looks like a hunter, but it, he has more of like a warlock-looking robe on there with a hood and i swear it's zur so um check for zur that's not a confirmed thing i'm pretty sure zur's there it'd be interesting to have him there though because i mean this is the tower falling apart he's really not in the tower that often no it's Um, odd that's why i was like is that zur it was a it looked like a hunter at first but the hood was pulled more it looked totally dark i was like that sort of looks like zur and it had didn't have a jacket it had he had like the hood was part of like a jacket and everything. It just yeah. it, it could have been the way that the, the angles were and stuff, but I just thought I'd mention that because I didn't. But I didn't see Eris, um, and a lot of did the. Did you see Amanda Holiday? No, I did not see oh. Amanda Holiday. Oh no, um, going to die unless she was like really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could be in the background. Monarchy guy, um, he really annoys. None me. of the faction people were obvious, but there's a lot of out of focus people, so. Right. Um, and it might not necessarily be showing those people either because no. they're not like huge roles and things either. No, or, unfortunately, you know, we could see other roles yet. 
Well, the, yeah. the other thing could be we're, we're, that's kind of a guardian camp. And if the theory stands that we have an open world where you can go to multiple cities, mm. each faction could have their own camp that you go to, per se. Yeah, which is something I've that's theorized true. and hoped for. Um, yeah, it's also interesting. We're talking about the camps. It's, it's you know, the, the fact that we may actually have different camps and different areas within the city ruins now, I guess they are. Um, you know, I, I'm, it's interesting that the trailer shows distinct just two distinct groups of guardians right. talking yeah that's you know, very true. Are, that is very this true. is very chaotic this is an after this is a big attack and everything must be in total disarray because you have the you know the vanguard leaders themselves are actually separated talking to different groups of guardians in totally different areas of the city or wherever they are i thought that was pretty interesting um and could be played into the way the story goes uh, at launch and how the world is built for in gameplay. Right. Yeah. And two, two things. One, uh, I'm super happy they showed the destroyed city because I wanted to play destiny in a destroyed city for who knows how long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but two, um, Zer, because you said Zer was there. Zer could be there maybe. because theoretically, maybe, theoretically a way of getting new power could be from the nine yeah that would be cool I, that would be pretty interesting that's i should ponder I, I that had, hmm. i had thought about you know um toland called upon the darkness i was wondering you know like is that something that's possible for destiny 2 are we gonna start needing to use dark powers or are we gonna have like a dark class that we can play as as well great um, i don't know great if guardians that's yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know if that's something that's necessarily gonna happen in destiny 2 but i definitely feel like that's something that we could see down the line you know at some point yeah i mean it, we already know toland was there watching us when we took down oryx in his throne world so mm -hmm. I, I i hope that they do something with tolan because i find him to be a fascinating character and i know it's it's way too early to bring back the hive i mean we've been hived out <laughs> for a long time um but just everything about involving tolan is very very interesting we know he's alive in some way shape or form and it would be kind of cool to see tolan you know going out there saying, like, look, you decided not to become the next king of the Hive when you just left Oryx after he died. The Hive are in chaos. They're going to be needing a king. This is power that needs to be controlled, and he decides to take control of it, and it corrupts him. So I could very easily see hmm. an expansion in the future involving Toland leading a, a section of the Hive against, say, one of the sisters. Or both of the sisters. Yeah. Uh, that'd be interesting. It would be. That would be and cool. I think that'll come when Eris' story comes. Right. Yeah, there I could go. see that being the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, this, it's, I think it's safe to say that this short little featurette, this one and a half minute video, opened our eyes as to what is possible in the future and, and opened up these characters so much more. I mean, I don't think people realize how big of a deal it is to see Cade, Zavala, and Ikor Ray actually firing a gun. This is the first time that we've seen them do something besides politics. And side note, and completely personal opinion, I hope they blow the fuck out of 
executor Hideo. I cannot stand the new monarchy guy. I said that like five minutes ago. I hate that guy. A rock Jalal, he's cool. Lakshmi it has a cool accent. Both of them have been involved in the story in <laughs> some way, shape, or form. Monarchy is so annoying, dude. I, 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 I just something about a, a, Executor Hideo. I just want to punch him in the face. Like <laughs> all the other ones, cool. I get where you're coming from. Lakshmi and 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 what is it? Future War Cult. They're all about time and 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 utilizing you know secret techniques, kind of like the early rebellion that you kind of saw in Rogue One. That's that's how I yeah. picture the the uh, was it future world cult like that's who they are like they are trying to get as much technology to make themselves powerful to be prepared for the incoming war which is here on their doorstep and then dead orbit has always been like there's going to be things happening this planet is dead we need to get out and sure enough they're proven right and meanwhile Executor Hideo's like, I want to roll this rock. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I always he's thought... like the yuppie of the factions. <laughs> yeah. I never got his thing. I was like, all right, like what what is your purpose here? Like everybody else has this kind of like dark, creepy story to it that you're like, oh, there's some serious intrigue going on here. But then they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna change the political scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, the speaker's best friend from childhood. No, he, he lets yeah. him have a spot in the he tower because the he doesn't speaker. like him. <laughs> he hates the speaker. You could see, you could like when you stand next to him and you hear some of his like flavor vocal acts or whatever. He hates the speaker. Is like the speaker should you know step down. Maybe they're he cousins. Know. I yeah. be, a lot of <laughs> a lot of those NPCs hate the speaker. So that's yeah, because but, they're telling the future, man. Yeah, and and I think that there's going to be something going on there because kind of jumping ahead in the the topics, one of the things that you have to activate for a node on the the book is the Lysander Cry Sparrow, which Lysander involves the the Concordat. And everything with regards to that is just very, very cool because you know that they were up against, they tried to usurp the speaker's power. They got put down. Lysander's still alive. We know he's going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Maybe in Destiny Two, maybe in the future. Maybe he's the one who's who's who gave the Cabal the information, saying, "Hey, strike now! This is the perfect time." Like, I, I, there's so many cool things that are possible there. So, the I think that there's more that we haven't been given with regards to the factions, and I think that they're they're going to do a lot with Dead Orbit, especially, um, and Future War Cult. Well, I, I see Future World Cult more with Osiris, but at least Dead Orbit, I see some things there. And it's very well possible that, you know, New Monarchy is going to sweep in and say, had we had a strong leader, this wouldn't have happened. And they're trying to usurp power, and you're trying to do everything while New Monarchy is trying to take over the, the remnants of the city. So mm. there's a lot that could be done there, and I, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And Maybe that changes how your entire story plays out. I, I'm I'm very excited, but I think we hit Destiny Two hard enough. Well, hold, hold on now. Before we leave Destiny Two, oh, no. it is officially confirmed for PC. Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's well, interesting. which we already knew. We already know. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Yawn. So, okay, so no. we all so, so Sleeping Dogfish plays on Xbox, um, mm-hmm. but uh, 
the rest of us play on PS4. None of us mm. play on PC right now. I'm getting it for PC, man. You're going to... Okay, I was going to say, are we going to get it for PC or not? Uh, I'm going to have PC and PS4. <laughs> That's... Uh, those will yeah. be... I'm going to play it on both. Because I got some friends who only play PC games. And mm-hmm. um, they had played Destiny back at Vanilla on PS4. Then they kind of, you know, they left PS4 behind. Um, and when they heard it was coming out for PC, they were pretty psyched. So... Uh, I'm going to get it to play with them. I'm probably just going to do three hunters on the PC, though. That way I can just, you know, worry about one type of character, not have to control six different guys. It's a lot of work to do multiple, multiple stuff, which is why I'm hoping, I'm hoping, holding out hope that Bungie will link characters to your Bungie account, not where you're at. That would be so wonderful. Yes. That would save so much time for so many people, right? <laughs> and if, then if I start that, playing I'll, on PS4, yeah, right? That, then you can that'll... then you can easily cross over to PS4. It'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah. 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 But what if they don't allow you to do three hunters? What if you have to? What if you can only do one hunter? Well, then I'll just do one hunter, and I'll ignore the other two slots. <laughs> hunter master right, race. Oh my god, David. Go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons. Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. So I know we talked a lot about Destiny 2, but we do have Destiny 1, the final update, Age of Triumph. It's finally live. People have been going out and doing raids all over again, the one, the same ones that they've been doing before. There have actually been changes to the original Vault of Glass and and the current uh, Kuroda's End that we already know. Um, so there's, there's already people playing those new raids. Finding the seventh chest, there's actually a seventh chest. Bungie lied again. But I don't think this is a, a lie that anybody's going to mind too much. I think it was actually kind of cool that they actually put something in there. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see, you know, the enthusiasm, the, the, the response that this update's had with the community. Um, this is this has been the most active Destiny's been since, I want to say, Rise of Iron launch. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would I would say, say definitely. So. Yeah, I've, uh, I mean, every time I go in stream on twitch i look and see how many you know people are viewing particular games that i'm streaming and it was a ton for destiny on that tuesday night oh my god it was good to see 15k yeah got the 15 got yeah hit 15 viewers oh my god that was (laughs) that's awesome i hadn't heard that but that's a really great I don't know if that's yeah. his biggest stream ever, but it was that was a lot. I I don't think so. Um, on Wrath of the Machine reveal day, Dado went over twenty. Damn! Oh wow! Well, and Dado, I, but I was saying for Goth and, and it, look, I I know God. Well, Goth I has think, had bigger numbers than Dado. Was my point, and I don't know Goth's number oh, okay. from Wrath of the Machine day. Yeah, he's know Dado at one point. Uh, got over twenty. That's awesome. I think I think Goth's biggest stream was uh, um, King's Fall. Okay. Because that that's when he was like right there at the end and like everybody poured in. Like it was <laughs> yeah. him and another group, like they were all right there. They had the mechanic figured out and they just had to put it together. Right. They were like going neck and neck, and that's when like that's that I think that's that was his biggest one. 
If I'm, I'm no proof, if I remember but... correctly, either him or Broman has gone over thirty once. Huh, but I don't lot. remember for sure. Yeah, that's really cool though. I mean, yeah. uh, Goth was—he's kind of the guy that inspired me to stream. He was the first streamer I ever watched. Um, and it was watching Destiny. In fact, we were that was when uh, Vault of Glass went live the first time. Mm. I was a lowly level like twenty two, so I couldn't do it unfortunately on the opening night. And I was I was just like, whatever, I'm gonna watch people play it. And uh, Goth was the guy. And yeah, I just I have such vivid memories of watching that raid and watching him play. It was that was so fun. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I. I I've been on Age of Triumph all week, and I've been having a lot of fun. It, it's so easy to level up your character. <laughs> you literally do. You take three steps. All of a sudden, oh, there's something at the Postmaster. I'm sorry. Yeah. What just happened here? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm getting leveled up from turning in the Ice and Fire tokens. I'm leveling up by turning in heavy ammo synthesis, doing stuff, uh, strikes, even raid now, you can get some experience and 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 stuff. It, it's really, it's it's pretty interesting that to see the excitement and the enthusiasm and all the people playing. I don't have the same amount of people on the list that I had, say Rise of Iron, but the fact that there's so many people back in playing this game is actually very very cool to see. Yeah, it's fun, man. We, we've done oh, a bunch this week. It's fun. Well, I mean, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, talk about Crota's end i mean there's been some not huge changes overall except a completely redesigned in my opinion a completely redesigned death singer fight um but let's go step by step um the the stills area which is the darkness um is very much the same there's one big change it's a small change but it makes a huge difference besides the power level being 390 is the fact that at the end when you're building that final bridge in the darkness to get to um the next stage there's a whole bunch of wizards that spawn out and <laughs> oh my god and, uh, yeah i was not expecting that was, and that definitely <laughs> threw us off the first time we were like we're looking pretty we only had like because we were going with a bunch of people who had never done this raid before and then some uh, some people who had, you know, done it just a couple times. And um, yeah, so we made it to the end with like three people still alive. And we were like, hey, it's it's OK. We can do this. We've done this before. <laughs> and then all these wizards show up and you're like, what the heck? Not OK. And not OK. Yeah, this is not OK, guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all those Beyond Focal Titans help quite a bit there. And Stormcallers, yes. dude. Yep. Stormcallers Storm make a wreck right dude. there. Yeah, Stormcrawler. I didn't even think about trying Stormcrawler. Uh, If if you got a bubble popped and you put a Stormcrawler inside that bubble and then he just goes in and out of the bubble, taking out all the thrall, it's easy peasy. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah, Yeah, because the bubble, if you had the bubble with the the Titan helmet that lets it last longer, then you pretty much pop it up as soon as they all all the thrall start amassing and it lasts until the bridge is formed, then you just book it. Yeah, now, real fast is, before yeah. the ogres kill you. There yes, is a glitch. There is a glitch that people already found with regards to that section. Oh, man. If you ignore the thrall and only take out the ogres, no wizards spawn because it's not really a glitch. It's a, it's a function the game has. They can only load a certain amount of enemies in the game 
in a section. So what would be a wizard there <laughs> has been taken up by a thrall. So that's that's how yeah. they got away with that. And and there's certain sections you can see the enemies won't spawn until you do something. So that 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 they took advantage of I don't know if it's a memory thing or something with the system, but they took advantage of the spawn mechanic with the system, with the game mm-hmm. to prevent wizards from spawning. And it's actually kind of funny that <laughs> they already found the cheese. That is really yeah, funny. It's been easier when I've gotten there. It's only been like myself and one other person or maybe two other people because then there's, only, there's not a whole lot of us who can jump on one of the rocks, pop a bubble like in the middle of the bridge forming, and then by the time it's formed, you know, the bubble's still there and there's no wizards. We take down the ogre and then we just book it across without wizards ever cutting there mm-hmm. yeah yeah but but it is actually cool to see that they tried to do something with regards to people jumping on the rocks so that they just can't you know <laughs> the only thing that was able to attack them was the ogre and now wizards come out of nowhere and like here's beyonce singing all her single ladies while striking you with lightning <laughs> And then Jay Z comes <laughs> Where out from the, the other Beyonce corner. Where did the Beyonce thing come from? I well, just heard that for the and, first time. Today. And the explodey thralls; those can get you when you're on the rocks. And there are a lot more exploders than there were in the there's original version. There's a lot more version. ads. There's thralls. There's just all over the place. There's I'm way more. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> single ladies. <laughs> all right, moving on. Bridge <laughs> portion. Only a the, few slight changes, and one of them is awesome. Yeah, the bridge is so much fun now. So the bridge mechanic still hasn't change too much you can no longer get to the top of the building and they're kind of forcing you to cross a bridge or get across the other section i should say because you can still jump over the bridge without building the bridge itself but if you do that you 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 still have to go off to the other side and get the other people across so if the other people don't know how to get across the bridge with by the cheese you're still going to have a tough time because you're going to have to build a bridge. Um, the goal is to kill five gatekeeper knights. That's what spawns the next section of the fight, which is all these knights come out with swords. Your goal is to kill them, to bring more gatekeepers out, and you kill them to activate the other uh, five statues on the other side. You have to the, activate the swords drop, statues. and then you go crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. It's just heart was so fun. <laughs> It feels, but here's the thing: like that feels like it's part of the lore. When you're in the the Crota's End Raid, you're in Crota's physical realm, where to Crota, sword logic is what reigns supreme there. The the sword is the power, and it feels like when you're in that section, the sword is definitely the power. You're just laying into all these enemies, like bam, bam, and then another one comes from behind you, and you're just like, I just got crushed from something I didn't even see. It's actually fun. It's 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 really you forget really cool about the wizards sometimes too. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> they it causes so problems. Yes, it was so much fun. It was really well done. Kudos to whoever thought that up because it's just ridiculous. It's just straight up chaos, and I'm a fan of chaos. Yes, it was it was really fun. Um, it did throw me off at first. I will say because we got we managed to get four people across on the first run. And I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. We should be all right. And the other two guys, they died on the other side of the bridge. And then so we were just waiting for the stuff to start spawning in and to start killing it. And, you know, we were expecting the ogres and all that. So we were just sitting there for probably a good half an hour just oh. killing wizards oh. and knights. And then we were like, what is going on? Nothing is happening. And then we realized there's got to be something. Somebody has to know. So we started Googling and, yeah. 
figured out what was going on there. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that they would have done a mechanic that's... Or even say, for example, uh, Kuroda's challenge failed. Because he's challenging you right there to move forward. And it would activate yeah. the totems and you can't stop them no matter what. Because you failed the, right. the challenge. Um, the, the fact that there's no hard check there kind of like you runs the situation mm-hmm. where you, you have t- 30 minutes and you're just like, I don't know what's going on. Like there should be some sort of check saying you failed. <laughs> they probably did that on purpose. Yeah. It's sort of funny. actually. I didn't think about That's, that. It was kind of funny. Like I got to get a laugh out of it later, but I was just like, oh, frustrating. We They're like killing sure. all these wizards and we're like, why are the ogres not spawning? What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I think that the sword section was done very, very well. It, I still, I've, I've never been a huge fan of the bridge because of situation like that, where you run into a situation where there's nothing you can do because somebody died, and <laughs> I just, I just think that the, the the bridge was better done now, but it still doesn't remove the situation that. In order, if somebody dies on that first side, you basically have to glitch across or find some sort of way to build the bridge long enough to get across while it's it's breaking down. I, I, I've never been a huge fan of the bridge, the first part, but I can appreciate what they did. And, and I think the changes that they did were very cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had the fun. Next, Indeed. next section is when Crota beckons you, now that it says that, says that, which is actually kind of funny, it's like Crota beckons come come here <laughs> um you go up the stairs the same way so i'm gonna ignore that but let me tell you something they made the <laughs> they made the treasure chest behind the door either a really cool chest Yo, stupid, or the bro. most disappointing chest ever it's created stupid. <laughs> i got 10 why is it not exotic parts. bro it's stupid yeah i i, I, got, I got three I got strange two, coins one day and that was the best regular ammo since regular <laughs> ammo such a troll. It's, it's actually funny i think it's a troll but it's hilarious but i got a i got a class item once so yeah there is an exotic chest in crota um on the eighth lantern around the eighth lantern you go up the little hill on the side and you can jump towards the door the door is already open and there's a chest in there that's, that's the only that's exotic cool, but chest. that one should have been exotic <laughs> <laughs> I made it in there, and I actually ended up getting a uh, a class item out of it, so I was pretty happy about that. And one of the other guys got a class item too. So I think I got my my crap. three drops were like three <laughs> strange coins, like three heavy ammo cents, and then two regular ammo cents. <laughs> so funny! I got ten weapon parts, man. Oh man! I was just like, "What is you this? got the equivalent of one thousand glimmer?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right so death, death singer death singer's oh, challenge pretty fun indeed yeah, that's my yeah. favorite part um like large encounter in the the raid now the, yeah the, 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 the swords is my favorite but that's not the whole encounter uh, you know but the whole the whole death singer encounter is is good yeah so you used to be able to pretty much ignore most of the ads and just do what you needed to do to kill the death singer um, you activated the the wizard to come out. You kill the wizard. You kill the shrieker. You kill the death singer. That's how it used to be. Now you basically have to kill things. If you don't kill things, you're not going to advance to the next part. So well, this is for challenge. Of, 
No, not even no, just for, for regular count. too. Even oh, for regular, regular, you have to do this too. You you still have to kill some ads. Like you, you, I'm just focusing on the regular portion. We'll talk about the challenge in a second, but you okay. do have to kill some ads to activate the wizard to come out and drop her poop or whatever that cloud is. And then once you kill her, you can take down the shrieker, and then you can go into the room and kill uh, the uh, the Dessinger. There's fewer ads. I will say that. There's fewer ads, but there's a reason for that. Because your job or the challenge is to kill all the ads besides the Dessinger so that you can summon a Swordbearer Knight and use the sword on the Dessinger to complete the challenge, to kill her, I should say. Well, you that gotta is make her challenge. shriek like a little wimp first. Yeah, it literally says, okay. you shrieks in fear, and it's actually kind of funny. It's like, ah, she's scared. <laughs> if you're having trouble with the challenge, by the way, some quick advice. Well, how many times have we killed with the her challenge, beforehand? Use swords. Yes. And then put Indeed. someone on the top platforms to take care of those knights with the raised lighter. Just go to ham with the raised oh, yeah. lighter, dude. Go to ham. Go to ham. Go to town. Go ham. Go to town. Go ham. Go ham. Go bake ham, everyone. Is, is there is there a town in Michigan called Ham? I'm sure there is. Go ham, young man. Mm, ham. You're so delicious. So, <laughs> you taste like penil. Anyway, um, only the Latino people here got what I just said. Anyway. Oh, one other thing I want to mention with those swords. If you are like me and you got the bolt caster and you don't yet have, you know, raise lighter or dark drinker, <laughs> young wolf's howl works halfway decently. Yes. Is that you know, what, you know what my advice to you would be? What's that? Go get a freaking raise lighter, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm working on it. After after I saw dark like, drinker, how, how have you is. been not having dark drinker? What about freaking wrath the machine, man? What were you doing? He said he does I, PvP. Yeah. Did you not listen? I do to the most first of the part? PvP. That's I why care. I was like bolt caster. David, so David, stop chastising our guest. Damn shoot. it! <laughs> nah, he's been chastised now. He deserves it. <laughs> wow. Why do you exist? Can you please answer that? <laughs> I, Why are you uh, here? Who invited you? Damn it! Uh, my dad thought my mom was cute was and uh, <laughs> ran it out. Damn it! Um, All right, so yeah, I mean the the challenge is a lot of fun. It's actually I'll kind you, of. Funny. I'll help you get a dark trigger. Oh wait, you're on Xbox. Never mind. I'm on oh, Xbox. Oh, your scrub. Dun dun dun. Sadness face face. Anyway. He's crying now, man. Look what you did, Jordan. Fine, apologize. <laughs> way to go. Way to go, King Dingle. I'm not apologizing. You started it. You apologize, man. Come on. Jesus. I didn't make people cry. I didn't make anyone cry. Those are fake tears. Nah, that's real tears. Wow, you just call his tears fake? Apologize again. Hey, I grew up with a little sister. I know fake tears when I see them. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yes. So the, the Death Singer Challenge. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of chaos going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I think it's actually really well done. It feels like they really took their time and did what they could with there. And they far exceeded my expectations for that challenge because I really didn't have many expectations for that challenge. And it is so much fun. It is actually one of the most fun challenges in all of the raids um, so far. Because Crota, kind of jumping ahead, Crota is just somebody else uses the sword. Okay, but this is like involves like don't kill the boss, go back outside and kill more things. 
like you're you're focused, ready to kill her, and you're like, wait a minute, I gotta go wait outside. Wait a minute. Yeah, so I'm. There's. It's very cool to see that they really changed what you were supposed to do and changed what you were what you needed to do because you could easily go inside, focus only on the Death Singer, but there's you'd be missing on the other half. So, I, I, kudos to Bundy. They really, really did an amazing job on that on that challenge. I'm really, really impressed. Indeed. And I did it under two minutes, so. <laughs> Oh, I think I saw that. I still don't have the two minutes. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think I have 202 is my fastest. I've never done it challenge. without the challenge, and I did it in like 203. Dang. Or two, we'll it's it. probably 202. It's probably what you did. Yeah, but I did it in two minutes. But uh, cool. That's that's awesome. If I didn't do the challenge, we could probably do it in like a minute and 20 seconds. David, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> Maybe I will. I was just, you know, I was just oh. about to congratulate you, Jorge, for going. Uh, let's see here. We've gone over an hour, an hour thirteen, without telling David to shut the fuck up. But never mind, David, shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Had to happen. Had to happen. Every episode, man, had to happen. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about Crota because Crota. Didn't change dramatically either. Yeah, he's still, um, he's still it a crotato. Well, hold it on. In a good Let way. me finish. Let me finish. Relax. Slow down. <laughs> I was getting to what was going to happen. <laughs> and you're over here. Ah! Ah! Anyway. I don't think I did that. Yeah, you did. Crota <laughs> didn't change in a dramatic way, but there is a small change that does impact how you face Crota. And the big change is. The Oversoul no longer triggers on death. It only triggers on kneel by Crota. So when you bring him down, he goes down to a knee. With the second he gets back up, he activates his Oversoul. So that's that. It, it is a dramatic shift without having to do too much. It makes and more sense to me though. After thinking about it, it's it, it that it's mechanic, more of a raid dynamic. Yeah, it makes more sense that he would do that. Yeah, because there were times where we didn't even activate the Oversoul at all. And they definitely lowered the health of the Oversoul while giving Crota some extra range on his little bolt thingy. Mm, yeah. yeah, the yeah, Oversoul can that. be taken down by a single, um, uh, like the Celestial Nighthawk shot. Yep, and yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing. If yeah. They have two Hunters. One of them will run Celestial at that part and gun the, the Oversoul while everybody yep. focuses on bringing down Crota. And another f- person focuses on the Boomer Knights, ooh, excuse me, and the Wizards. So it, it, it feels That's what like we did. Yeah, it, it feels like there's a lot more, and it, it's actually really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't have too many problems with it. I did. How many runs did I do this week, Jordan? Um, I did. Crap, I probably did ten with you, but I know you did like probably at least fifteen to twenty more. So I know. Was, you had some was, long days the past few days. Crota. Yeah, which is yeah. awesome, man. Hey, guys, everyone on PS4, if you if you need to get through the raid and you want to learn it, go to Energy is your man. Yeah, I'll I'll do raid carries, and I'll, I'll post links about that later on. But I'll be joining yeah. on some of them, probably just dying, but I'll be there for uh, comedy <laughs> relief at least. I joined yeah. in Swing Swords. Uh, I mean, that didn't sound right. Anyway... <laughs> I'm just pretty sure that, that sounded exactly the way he wanted it to. 
No, yeah. but, but yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> I mean, I previously would put out feelers that saying, hey, who wants to do a raid? And there'd be one or two answers. Now I put up feelers and it's like 17, 18 people like say, I need it. I need it. I'm like, yep. oh yeah, my people God. are into it, dude. They want to look, yeah, look cool. They want to look like me and have all that uh, shiny spikes coming off my armor. I'm hoarding David, that. I'm hoarding up. all those for um I am for well, the oh, uh, vault okay. armor. Hold on, hold on, real Same, second. Yeah. I'm just gonna every week anything I get because it doesn't seem like the armor is dropping that high. I'm just gonna put the ornaments on. But that brings up a point because this was brought up in a Facebook group I'm on. Does it seem like the armor like really isn't dropping generous as It's not. It's not generous, and that's yeah. why I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to. We can have a quick discussion on that. I think that the loot table for challenge week sort of throws off the armor drops a little bit. So I have a feeling that next week after running vault, I'll probably try to get a group together to run uh, just a real quick three crowded runs because mm. I have a feeling you're going to get I'm more in, bro. armor I'm drops. In. Yeah, I think you'll get more armor drops in the next three weeks while it's not on challenge. Yeah, it, it I wouldn't is, be surprised. Yeah. It, it may not have been like, intentional, but I bet you that's the case. Right. Well, we did get, we, we had discussed this. We had discussed what's going to happen with the exotic primaries. And yeah. my first four challenges got me all four of the exotic to depths. Yeah. And then when I did the other two, I got like the same one twice. But at that point, it didn't really matter. Um, so I'm wondering if it's going to be that way, if you're basically guaranteed to get one. Because I, I never heard of someone getting a repeat until they had done their fifth challenge. Um, which is cool that you get all the exotics that way and the challenges aren't easy and vault of glass. They may be even harder than what we experienced this week. But, um, when it does come to armor, I, I consider myself lucky. I got seven pieces of armor total. I think it was, it was seven or eight total on all three characters, but I know a lot of people that did three raids and have only gotten one. Oh, wow. I think I got an armor piece on, all of my characters at least one because I have I have a two chest pieces and an arms, but I think it was only one armor piece dropped per raid per character. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty. Yeah, I have yeah, pretty much everyone I've talked to, they've gotten like just one armor piece unless uh, unless they ran it on multiple characters. You know, they get one armor piece per character, but right. even then, like it's pretty low. Mm -hmm. I I pulled mine up. I got uh, I got all three. Class armor pieces, one chest, oh, one arms. And yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? I, yeah, I got two I got, class armor pieces on top of the armor. Yeah. So. And then I got one chest, one arm, and two helmets. Oh, damn, the helmets. I want that hunter helmet back. The thing is so awesome looking. Yeah, dude. I like that. That one, one is cool. Yeah. Um, so we talked about challenge there. Do you want to talk about um real quick speculation um discussion on vaulted glass challenges? Sure. I I mean, I kind of feel like we've discussed that every week, though, haven't we? Yeah, I guess we did. Well, I think uh, for yeah. the Templar, I will probably, uh, Sleeping Dogfish, you can let us know if you disagree or have a different idea. But the challenge most likely will be preventing the Templar from teleporting. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I mean, I don't know what else you would have it be unless maybe, because I know one of the strategies we ran before was, uh, uh, you know, you just let the oracles do their thing and infect you or whatever. And then you cleanse everybody instead. So maybe they would do something where you have to kill all the oracles during Templar too. That would be I feel rough. like that's just kind of something that would be people rough. do though. Yeah. Like when, whenever I ran vault, I just killed oracles. I never yeah. ran the uh, get cleansed strat. I just did the Let's kill all the okay. oracles. So 
I mean, maybe maybe that is it though, because sometimes the challenges do end up being run it the way we want you to run it. But um, right. not letting him teleport just seems like it, it's almost like the uh, the Crotive challenge is the same sword bearer can't be used twice. So so it's almost like that where it's like this. We can basically predict it because it seems like the only viable challenge for the fight that we know all too well. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could pull a death singer and completely change how the encounter is. Right. Which would be could. kind of funny. True. Like that, watching... that would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's I would like to I would like to see uh, something added in to make that fight uh, against the Templar are a little more interesting because if you do prevent him from teleporting, I mean it's over really quick. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to be something they pull with Atheon, though, because they said Atheon's the hardest challenge yet, and the mm. only people, pe- the only thing people have really speculated for Atheon is the do it without time is vengeance, but that's really not that hard if you're good at the dynamic. It just takes more time because you have to go more rounds because you don't have the damage buff. Yeah, it's not going to be that. That doesn't. That doesn't seem intuitive to me. That just seems like you're churning him into a bullet sponge more. So I hope that's not yeah. it. I hope it's something different. I haven't been able to come up with a real good idea on what they're going to do for that. It could be a different mechanic. Maybe that's why it's hard. Maybe we're, we're going to actually have to learn something different, uh, a different mechanic for that encounter in order to Something with the, the shield, maybe? It could be, or it could be something that you have to do um, when you're getting the relics. You know, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with killing him. Maybe it's something you do in the relic rooms. Different. I can't think of what, but again, yeah, I've been thinking like the of oracles what, or something. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't know. That's the thing. What Jorge, mm-hmm. sleeping dogfish, do other of you would have a have a good idea for um, Atheon? For Atheon, honestly, I have no idea what they're going to do with that. Yeah. It's, I felt like that fight is pretty complicated as it is. And it's like, what What else do you add? And like, yeah. what do you change there? Um, It's a fun fight, but yeah, I don't know what else you would, what you'd change to it. Yeah. See, ever since the Death Singer changed dramatically, in my opinion, I think that the one that has the most room for change is the Templar. And with regards to Templar, I could easily see him. Remember where where the the hobgoblins are along the the, the edges of the the map? Where they used to be, yes. Yeah. I could easily see. Well, they're still there. I thought with the the new vault, when they were doing it on stream, there were no longer hobgoblins there. I don't know if they're... No, but I'm, I'm not talking about... So I'm talking about the platforms themselves, where the hobgoblins would be. Yeah, yeah. So... The hobgoblin, so the platforms are still there. I could easily see them changing it so that he can teleport to those sides, leaving you with a whole mess of. Remember, all the harpies there are no longer regular harpies. They're True. the, they're the they're exploder the supplicants. They're the supplicants mm-hmm. from, uh, from 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 uh, Yeah, yeah. So, if anything, I could see you know a whole section where you have to clear all the ads out to activate something to get him to come back Mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, firing your shield at him and then killing him from where he is and then having him teleport, like having him draw back. I, I, it, I'm, it sounds silly and messy, but it's the only thing I can think of with regards to a change to to the Templar fight because they can easily make him go anywhere. And that'd be that. But 
I don't know what they could do with the with the challenge. And and given that they changed Death Singer so dramatically, I don't think it's going to be as simple as stop them from teleporting. Yeah, maybe it'll be two phases. Maybe you do something like you're saying, and then you have to stop them from teleporting. That could be interesting. Uh, I just thought of something for Atheon. You know, um, we always when we're fighting Atheon, you always have to go to either the Mars portal or the Venus portal. And you can't choose. You get teleported there. And then you have to come out. The other people outside have to bring you back, uh, open the portal, so that you can walk back in after you take out all the oracles, right? What if now, in order to do challenge, you actually have to open up the other portal and go in to get something? You see, so oh. you for even thinking <laughs> something like that. What that's, the hell's wrong? I don't know why I never thought so of it hard before, to, but I was I like, mean, wait, it, it, that's, you could, that's that so could true. be it. Because you'd have three people back, so one opens the portal for the people there, one opens the portal uh, to go to the other place, and the other goes to the other place, but I sure hope that the challenge is already made and it's not that, and they're not going to listen to you, because holy crap, yeah. what that I'm suck. pretty sure they made it already. Uh, so we're theorizing on what it actually See, is, not what they're going to again, you know? again, folks, this is why the opinions of T-Bot are his and his alone, and do not represent the creator in orbit. Podcast, yo, yeah, because we don't want to shoot ourselves. Kind of oh my god, oh. I love you all. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 there's so many things that Baltic Glass could do, and I think that that's going to be the big one. There's going to be a lot of people on Twitch watching that. Um, everybody loves Baltic Glass, and they're interested to see what changes come to it. Um, they we already it know is... it's going to be a more compact raid. It's not going to be as grindy going through seven phases of oracles it's going to be a little bit more compact and i'm interested oracles to see what they do it's going to be faster yeah, yeah, yeah it's very true so cool all right so any other final thoughts you guys want to throw in about age of triumph anything that you guys are experiencing i know that we've gone over in time usually we try to keep <laughs> oh, up yeah. oh there's hour, so much it's it's so much right? there's a lot this week there um, yeah. well okay so i've done some of the weekly stories um to in fact i was just curious i wanted the the treasure reward uh for one but i also was curious on how difficult they really were for one they're person not. to go in they're not um not no. for an experienced <laughs> guy like experienced guardians that are already leveled up to 400 you got everything blah, blah blah they're just they're 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 fun to play through you get your little treasure reward and then you're done you know if you need your marks go play all of them um they're cool so i just i just thought i'd mention that experience that um we didn't talk any of the TWAB or updates or hot fixes. So just, I just want to mention that before we wrap up, uh, the TWAB came out today, just like it always does. So, um, that had the, the teaser trailer that had the destiny two trailer in it and some doc stuff where they went over the, the two, six Oh patch notes and the two, six Oh one hot fix notes, which came out on the 30th. So, um, the, if you're uh, into that stuff, make sure you're reading that. Because uh, there's a lot of good information and update stuff in there. Yeah. All yeah. right. Indeedy. All right. So with that, David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, we want to thank you as all for that. We want to thank you as always for listening to In Orbit. We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS. Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. Links are available for each platform right on the Mashes Buttons website at www.mashesbuttons.com. 
All right. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Make sure to check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, twitter.com slash podcast, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? They can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot. And uh, the rest of my information for my Twitter and all that crap are on my Twitch. And our guest today, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitch at uh, Sleeping Dogfish. It's all just one word. You can find me on Twitter there as well and uh, Facebook, YouTube, all the places. So, do you have a specific schedule for your uh, streaming? Or uh, Right now, it's a little bit in flux because my work schedule is a little bit crazy. But I am usually streaming evenings uh, about 8 o'clock Mountain Time uh, U.S. All right. So, make sure you guys check them out and we'll have... Links in the show notes to find his Twitch. Make sure you guys check it out. And as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. And I'll be posting streams throughout the week with regards to challenge modes and hopefully upcoming soon, Destiny 2. Uh, Make sure you contact us. Oh, my God. So make sure you contact us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and form. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jared, myself, and today's guest, we thank you as always for listening to our show, and we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.